Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Jesus warned what the days would be like at the very end of the end times leading up to and including the coming seven-year tribulation slash great tribulation and ending in his physical return. I'm convinced those days are now. Jesus notes in Matthew 24, 37 to 39 and Luke 17, 26 through 29, the following. Here's Matthew. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will be the coming of the Son of Man be. Luke, and as it was in the days of Noah, so it will also be in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married uh, wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. So the first thing that Jesus states is that life for the people in Noah's day was normal in many ways. People worked, they ate, they married, they gave in marriage, they had children, etc. All the things that people do today and have done since the beginning of time. Now, the same holds true for the days of Lot. In spite of increasing evil, including wars, normal events in life continue. And that's the same way that things are going today. Jesus was referring to Genesis 5 through 10, chapters 5 through 10 for Noah. And over those few chapters, we quickly learned that society had become so evil, so corrupt, that there was really nothing salvageable in humanity at all, except for Noah and his immediate family. God chose to destroy humanity and start over with Noah. This did not eliminate humanity's propensity to sin because the sin nature was still present in Noah and his family. What it did, though, was start the clock over again because the time had not come for Jesus to be born into this world. Had not God intervened and destroyed global society, it probably would not have lasted on its own and the plan of salvation would never have unfolded. And the days of Lot were very similar to Noah's, as noted in Genesis 19. During Lot's day, people were deliberately evil. They had fallen to the point of the people during Noah's day, which forced God to destroy them as well. Jesus is highlighting for us a pattern that occurs in societies that ends in judgment, which must be poured out. Biblically, either people are moving toward God, ultimately receiving salvation, and then continuing to grow in and toward him through relationship, or people are moving away from God in deliberate and continued rejection of him and his existence. Those are the only two categories that all people fit into in life. It's not about race, culture, gender, or anything else. Those are constructs, artificial constructs, deliberately used to foster fear, shame, 
and discord in society. It's about whether people are moving toward or away from God. Those are the only two options. All people fit into one of those two categories. We all started out in life in the camp that wasn't seeking God, moving away from him in rejection. That's the way we were born, enemies of God. People who eventually become authentic Christians literally change their direction through repentance and begin moving toward him. And the process of becoming like God the Son by actively cooperating with the indwelling Holy Spirit. Now, for those who spend their entire lives continually rejecting God, they eventually become hardened through a seared conscience, and they're hardened to God and his truth. And because they willfully reject God, they embrace everything that is the very antithesis of God and what he represents as revealed in Scripture. Now, we all know according to scripture, that God is loving. He cares deeply about his creation. And that, of course, includes all human beings, saved and unsaved. Everything about God's creation was designed to reflect, to some degree, aspects of his morally perfect character and righteousness. But more specifically, on a personal level, he created human beings to purposefully reflect his image as well. This means that in our original untainted state, human beings were created to care for God's creation and care for and love other people, just as God himself cares for and loves us. So to be created in God's image means to share at least some of his non-supernatural attributes like having the ability to love, to care, to exercise empathy, to recognize and pursue truth, etc. That was God's plan, to create a world that effectively mirrored his character throughout all of his creation, which would result in and initially did result in total harmony throughout. But sin entered because both Eve and Adam decided to follow Satan and reject God's will. This decision put them on the path of moving away from God and ultimately toward hell, a place originally created by God for Satan and his angels, 20, Matthew 25, 41. It wasn't created for people, but since we do the same thing and follow the same path that Satan and his angels follow, that is also certain people's destination as well. So what God created as beautiful, harmonious, loving, and caring immediately began to become the exact opposite once sin entered the picture. Immediately, Adam and Eve noticed certain things that diametrically changed, like their outlook, their understanding, and how they began to experience life. They immediately began to die physically just as they began to die spiritually. And dying spiritually means literally separation from fellowship with God. Once that is cut off, we are, di we are dying spiritually. So ultimately, though, once even Adam sinned, they placed themselves on a path that took them away from God. And only due to God's direct intervention did they ever have a chance to turn to him and once again enter into fellowship with him, whereby they could improve their spiritual condition 
though they would still die physically. Now, because of sin, fellowship with God would constantly be broken by human beings, requiring continued repentance or occasional repentance and return repeatedly throughout life. That's that's the way it works. So by the time we get to Noah, many generations had come and gone. And during the passage of those generations, some people became extremely evil because they willfully and continually gave themselves over to it by deliberately rejecting God, his grace, and his will. I think of Cain. Cain comes to mind before Noah. Uh, the Bible tells us that Of all the people on the earth during Noah's day, only Noah was, quote-unquote, perfect in his generations. Now, he was still a sinner, but he pursued God, unlike every other living human being outside of his immediate family. Everyone else, with the exception of Enoch, Genesis 5, 22-24, did whatever they wanted to do, eventually leading them to the point where God had no choice but to destroy the world's entire population and start over with Noah. However, it wasn't that long after Noah that Lot lived. And we learn of Sodom and Gomorrah and the level of evil that existed in those cities on that plain. God eventually judged those cities as he judged the entire world way before during the days of Noah. The people of Lot's day were so incorrigible that there was absolutely no chance of their repenting and turning to him. They had become unsavable and unsalvageable. As more and more people in society hardened themselves against God um, by rejecting him and his truth, there's only one destination that awaits them as they move further and further away from God's grace, love, and fellowship. So that's happening today. Now, I say all this to note that in the past, God clearly dealt with societies that had become thoroughly evil themselves. He did that. That is the problem that will always bring about God's judgment. Always. Today is no different. Because it appears that the same evil that engulfed those societies during Noah's and Lot's days has engulfed ours, perpetrated by the very same Satan and the same demons that existed during Noah's and Lot's days. Now, in today's society, we're tempted to focus on all the divisions, all the instances of individuals' specific sins— For instance, blacks are pitted against whites and whites against blacks. Homosexuals are pitted against heterosexuals and the reverse. Transgenderism, pedophilia, drag queens and the like all vie for supremacy and special class protected privilege. And because of it, society is fractured beyond repair. And let's not even talk about the level of lawlessness that is growing throughout society. This all stems from people who fully and with continued finality reject the God of the Bible. The results of that are clear. It's what we're seeing today. So the system that Satan is building, which is the antithesis of what God wants built, and Satan is using, of course, his followers, knowingly and unknowingly, to create it, is one that is steeped in the very opposite 
of biblical truth. And the opposite of biblical truth is nothing but lies. The goal is to have a global society where actual truth is replaced with conditional or felt truth, which is no truth at all. You see the point, right? Global society is now experiencing and will continue to experience the destruction of authentic Christianity and biblical morality, all the things occurring in society right now, Ukraine versus Russia, Biden's corruption, coming digital currencies, Trump's indictment, superinflation, a potential coming financial recession to depression, pandemics and the result, disharmony between races, cultures and genders, major increases in crime, transgenderism, child trafficking, organ harvesting, wars and rumors of wars, etc., all are results of the underlying rejection of God, replacing his truth with lies. Today's society is built on a foundation without God, and we know that this foundation cannot last long, Matthew 7. God eventually throws violently those societies over to themselves so that they will become worse and worse through complete moral decline and depravity, ultimately resulting in God's necessary and righteous judgment on that society. So it becomes obvious what is happening. Clearly in Noah's day, God was justified in completely wiping out the entire world's population. The same holds true on a more local level during Lot's day. I believe society has arrived to a time where we are now looking at global judgment once again soon. Consider Romans 1 and notice that Paul does not take the time to point out specifics like the economy, CBDCs, pandemics, or things of that nature. Paul is instead focused on the actual root problem, which is the complex unrighteousness of people that pervades society. I believe it's clear we are also seeing that today. Now, in Romans 1, 18 through 32, Paul points out that people in past civilizations, from his day at least, experienced God's wrath because they deliberately and continually rejected God, even though he made his existence clear to them through nature and the creation. In essence, that society turned their backs on God and said, you know what, you don't exist and we will not bow to you or serve you. Well, that was step one in asking God to begin proceedings to find that society guilty of idolatry, moving them toward judgment. They rejected God, replaced him with idols, whatever those idols were. However, God is patient and he cares for his creation even when people are abysmally disappointing to him. They came to the point of thinking that since they had dismissed God from their thinking, that they actually became enlightened or wise, Romans 1.22. Instead, Paul notes that they had become fools. There is no true life or righteousness apart from God himself, the giver of life. I'm convinced we have passed the point of no return today, with the majority of people rejecting God outright. The result is their indulgence in things that God prohibits because of the harm caused to us by our participation in those things. People have willingly become very base, corrupt, and evil. They seem unable to get enough of it 
Now, the very small minority of authentic Christians is what stands between God and his judgment, and there will come a time when that small number will no longer hold back the coming judgment. Now, in Romans 1, 24 to 25, Paul says God, quote unquote, gave them up. It's better translated, threw them over or throws them over to uncleanness so that they would participate in things that would further corrupt them through greater sin and debauchery. This is the natural decline of a people who reject God. If God does not exist, there are no moral absolutes, are there? People can then do anything they want without fear of God's judgment. They're deluded in their error, but they persist. The next step is found in Romans 1, 26 to 27, where we see the same moral error and spiritual decline that existed during Lot's day. Women lusting for other women and men doing the same for other men. It's purely demonic. Now, if it is true that Nephilim were the result of demons having sexual relations with human women, however they managed to do that, when Nephilim were killed then in the Great Flood, their spirits were not destroyed, just as human spirits were not destroyed. Since they knew what it was like to have a body, they likely want to get back into a body to feel more complete. Demons don't care who they inhabit, and if it allows them to experience physical or sexual pleasure, it doesn't matter to them if they're inhabiting a body of a man or a woman and enjoying relations with a person of the same sex. I personally believe that demons that existed during Jesus's day and ours are the spirits of the Nephilim who no longer have physical bodies, but did at one time, which was produced by fallen angels or watchers and human women. Now, the fallen angels were sequestered or are sequestered in, quote unquote, everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of that great day. That's Jude 6. Those particular fallen angels that are now sequestered, I believe, are their fathers. So Satan's goal is to deliberately change. And by the way, speaking of um, angels and and them being their fathers, there is no incidence in scripture of an angel being a female. Um, They're all portrayed as male. So there is a real possibility here that these fallen angels found a way to procreate with human women and did so creating Nephilim. But that's obviously debatable and I'm not trying to enforce my opinion on anyone. I'm just simply saying that's what I think. Satan's goal is to deliberately change people into something God did not intend us to be. This is why there is so much shocking sin and angst throughout global society today in all forms. The further people go from God by turning their back on him, rejecting him, the less they are like him, the more they become like Satan. Now consider Romans 1, 28 to 32. This is the final set of nails in the coffin, which demands absolute wrathful judgment by God. Quote, 
And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of all things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. What Paul describes there is the absolute antithesis of everything that God is. Folks, we are there. It all begins with a full, complete, and continual rejection of God. Then instead of rightfully worshiping God, people choose to deliberately worship created things instead. That's the first step. Next, these same people cast off God's moral code and do whatever they like, since they believe there is no law or absolute truth that they have to live by. Finally, deviancy floods society with people becoming purely evil, totally engrossed in it, in all areas of life, speech, thinking, and actions. There is no end to the level of evil from that point onward, as it worsens continually with people becoming more and more like Satan. Society has been descending into immoral chaos for quite some time. Incrementally, the change has been happening for generations. People embrace evolution because it's the perfect excuse for people to become their highest authority, answering only to themselves. And from that decision flows every type of immorality and evil, the very antithesis of what God intended for this world. The lie that God does not exist is the foundation of all corruption evil, and chaos that exists throughout society. Paul says as much in 2 Thessalonians 2, 9 through 12, and God sends the delusion enabling people to believe the lies so that, quote, they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness, unquote. That's verse 12. So they didn't believe the truth. What's the truth? That God exists, that he is absolutely moral absolutely righteous, perfect, loving in everything he does. The lie says that he doesn't even exist. There is every chance we will see a continuing increase in demonic activity going forward, evidenced in the way people think, speak, and act. We shouldn't be surprised at this because it is the natural result of a society that rejects God and in doing so embraces the demonic realm, whether they know it or not. I do not expect society to turn from its deliberate rejection of God to all of a sudden embrace him. Scripture does not indicate that this is going to occur. We're not all of a sudden going to have a politician who is going to be elected to the highest office in the land and change everything in America for the better. That is not going to happen. However, I do believe God will continue to save people in the midst of this growing situation. Authentic Christians should realize what is going on in society and push that much harder, push themselves that much harder toward God and a denial of self. 
It is the only way we will survive spiritually in a world that wants to destroy all vestiges of biblical truth, creating a global society without God. Though this sounds like bad news, the good news is that God remains active and involved in the lives of his people who seek to submit to him and cooperate with him in the growth of Christ's character within us. He will supply our needs. Remember, needs, not necessarily wants. He will take care of us. He will comfort us. He will continue to guide and lead us. He will strengthen us. But we've got to put the effort in to make sure we remain in fellowship with him. Thanks so much for joining me today. And until we meet again, I pray that God will open your eyes to show you how blessed you are in him. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical, conservative perspective. 